All right, and we're back. Okay, so last week we talked about critics versus moviegoers when it came to the Venom review. And all three of us actually went to go watch Venom. And But before we give our final verdict on who we believe is um, correct with the movie reviews, uh, Knight Rider, uh, read some of the reviews that the critics gave out last week. Oh, you know, like a recap? Yes. All right, uh, we'll just shorten it to the three. Okay. To the first three. So we're recapping. Uh, the first one is Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun-Times. And he says, A tone-deaf, uneven, and maddeningly dumb clunker that never settles on an identity all the way to the closing credits. And he gave it a 1.5 out of 4. Okay. The second guy, guy is David Edelstein from New York Magazine slash Vulture. And he says, It's hard to mess up a car chase up and down the streets of San Francisco, and Flesher certainly doesn't. Though at these speeds we should be gasping and laughing instead of just nodding our heads hmm. and uh, to finish it off uh, Kate Gardner from The Mary Sue she says uh, is it a comedy? Is it an action film? Venom makes no pretense of being anything more than a superhero film trading the thematic material present in most major superhero ventures for biting off people's heads alright so after hearing all these and going to watch the movies do you guys agree with the moviegoers saying it's good, it's it's good as it is, just leave it alone? Or do you guys agree with the critics of what they just said? Uh, well, for me, I guess I would... I have my own different way of saying what these guys are saying, but I would have to agree more with the critics. Okay, why? Um, well, they well, it's a superhero film, obviously, so they're going to be rehashing old other tropes and or inputting unnecessary ones, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, since this is an origin story for Venom and it's not associated with the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. yeah. Universe, there's the potential mm-hmm. of a way they can have a, a good, a different take on Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. and it turns out you know Eddie Brock is a uh, you know one of them white knights, you know, trying to solve you know, the wrongs in uh, the world today. Okay. As opposed to, well, wasn't he the, the punk that was messing with Peter Parker? Well, they got rid of that. Yeah. The only thing that they mentioned in, in, in was like, well, what happened, you know, you remember what happened in New York with the Daily Globe? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I messed up there. Mm-hmm. You know, that was all. That was it. Mm-hmm. That's probably the closest thing you got to Spider-Man without mentioning him. But it might not be. Mm-hmm. Anything so, else? Well, like I said, they're throwing in unnecessary tropes into it, mm-hmm. as opposed to what already established, like like a love interest. Yeah. And then he blows it for yeah. you know bettering his situation, or at least you know doing it for the world. I mean, isn't that already used? Mm-hmm. That's been used, you know, a lot. Right. <laughs> okay. What about you, guy? Honest Did- opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree with the critics completely. But also, really, yeah. But here's a here's a big but, mm-hmm. kind of like some mix a lot said. Mm-hmm. I like them. <laughs> I, I also like the audience review. There, I agree with both of them actually. Uh, it is a big clunker. It is horrendous. It is stuff. But I like that. Is that weird? Yeah. It's like um, you know how you you go to a uh, a a junkyard, right? Mm-hmm. And you, f- you you take a piece of this car and you take a piece of that car, and you combine it into a Franken car. It is ugly as hell. But you love it. Right. Because it's, it just catches you like, wow, who would make that? Kind of like the tank cars in, you know, the um, those doomsday movies, kind of like Mad Max type. Right. 
it's ugly, but I like it. Right. Does that make sense? No, it makes completely sense. I mean, it's also not conflicting what the audience said. It says, enjoy it. You can enjoy it. It's not going to be the best. They actually made it. But it's an origin story. And it's a, like a reinterpretation. And okay. it is, like he said, um, what Night Rider said, that he's in the White Knight type. Mm-hmm. But he's essentially Peter Parker, White Knight type. Right. And what Tom Hardy did was he kind of took his um, symbiote and made it into like a, like a personality. So it sounded like he was actually like suffering from the schizophrenia. Right. So I, I saw that acting. I was like, hmm, I see what you're doing. So, and I'm thinking, all these people who have, you know, that type of illness, are they actually venom types? Mm-hmm. Are they actually possible that they're normal? But there's actually somebody inside them who's, you know, who's telling them to do bad things. Right. And this person, he actually, he brings it out. Um, I think that's from the acting standpoint. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it. Mm-hmm. But from the critics, it is, it, you know, it, it's, it's true. It sucks. Storyline-wise, it's, it's, it's chaotic. The villain wasn't developed. Uh, yeah, but I actually like the villain. It's the first time I see a movie, a movie where like a, a Muslim actor, is not terrorist number seven, <laughs> like holding a you know RPG. Right. He's the villain. Mm-hmm. He's the evil guy, and he's actually coherent. He's not like, so you know like death to America type or, you mm-hmm. know he like ah oh, praise Allah. He has know. a plan to better humanity yes. at the co- at the cost of humanity. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Thanos, half the population, the other half could survive and thrive. And the whole point of the movie was, it's it's not gonna be good. It's definitely not gonna be good. Mm-hmm. But here I'm gonna you know, here's what happened. Right. And you just look at it and it's like, hey, fight scene, cool. I like fight scenes. And okay, love interest, good. Then curveball, they broke up. And it turns out there is Lady Venom, so you know future. Mm-hmm. And there's all, all you know. There's also all you know those cameos. Of a character from the comics, right, right. Like if 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 you remember, like the first scene, when the ship, you know, with the, sh- the spaceship crash, mm-hmm. and it turns out it was Jameson. I was like, oh yeah, Jameson's son was the astronaut who got killed in the original Spider. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it it was a little bit of the old original. This time, the symbol he just kind of chose him and bonded perfectly, right? Rather than you know inheriting a, like Spider Man's special ability and then giving to him, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have that web, you know, web throw webbing, yeah. Yeah. And in ways, like the guy said, I think last week, um, a, a audience member said it was really a ripoff of a, a Dead Note type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I kind of take it back. It's, it's more of a ripoff of Dead Note, or right. Death Note. Mm-hmm. But so I, overall, I actually enjoy it. I'll probably watch the next one. Okay. All right. Both of you guys, in total, since you already guys decided that you sided with the critics more than the, uh, the movie goers. No, I decided with both. Okay, well, you sided with both. Okay. What would you give it? One out of five stars. Oh, what out of five? Not one out of five. What? Okay. I'd say between one and a half and up to two. Maybe two and a half. Hmm. Being no. generous? No, Stan Lee was there. That's what's <laughs> practically saved it. So the half a star is the generosity of uh, Stan Lee. Yeah. But he's in most of his Marvel stuff, including The Last Stand. Was he? <laughs> I don't know. No. No, he was. He was. He was in Last Stand. He was the guy with the garden hose, and you remember then? Yeah, okay. Mm. I digress. Okay. What about you, guy? What's the question? Again? One out of five stars. What would you give it? One out of five. Uh, Three point five to a four. Really? It, it, yeah. It's it's a movie, and 
It's not like a, a masterpiece book. It's not mm-hmm. the Hamlet. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I don't want to read Hamlet. I want to actually just go read about maybe Stuart Little. Well, by the way, it's also a great book. Eh? That's a horrible comparison. More. <laughs> I'm right. It's a horrible well, comparison. Okay. Well, I guess instead of that, I want to read some you know trashy romance novel. Okay. I can still enjoy it. Writing is horrible, and it's not plausible. Kind of like that, right? Right. So, but, yeah. I, but I enjoy it. Okay. Okay. But critics are right. It is horrendously put together. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, I mean, that itself is art. Yeah. True. True. Like DC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like almost everything up to Wonder Woman. That was just... I, I thought you were going to say The Watchmen more. Nah. It's, Watchmen? It's, it's horrendously put together, but it did so well. Nah, Watchmen was just horrible in general. It wasn't until the director's cut that came yeah. on home video. Then it was like, why didn't you just give us this? Yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Money. Mm. Well, speaking of DC. Um, wait, 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 hold up. What, what's your take on it? My take? <sighs> I'm going with the critics on it. Mm-hmm. Because it's everything I just didn't want to see in the Venom movie. I wanted to see... Venom being what he was, savage, brute, yeah, yeah, bloodthirsty, you know, when Eddie Brock, like, I I think Harding did a good job as Eddie, um, I thought he could have been, he done the more, could yeah. have been better, you know, if I had to choose between either Eddie Brock or Bane, yeah, as one of his best portrayals of a comic book hero, villain, hero, anti-hero, anti-villain, yeah, I would have to go with Bane, True. I, I like Bane better. Yeah. But I think acting-wise, Venom was better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't... Seemed, well, he seemed like he was losing his mind. Right, 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 If right. that was Bane, <laughs> if he put that acting into Bane... I no, but see, Bane you have to remember, Bane was intelligent. Yes. So And he did the part so wrong. To a point. Yes, until he got possessed. Yeah. And he got to that point where it's like, am I going insane? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, genius and insanity, mm. and he became, um, you know, like talking to himself. Right. That's. I mean, it's possible, right? Yeah, yeah it is possible. You see somebody down the street talking to himself. Mm. He might be a genius, or he might be crazy. Mm. Or schizophrenic. So is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Uh, out of one <laughs> of the five, I would just give it two and a half. Yeah. 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 No more. No more or less. So back what I was saying about uh, DC earlier this week, numerous reports saying that James Gunn. Uh, signed a deal with uh, with Warner Brothers and DC, mm-hmm. and that he's going to be writing, producing, and even maybe directing um, the new Suicide this new Suicide Squad film. Here's the question: Is he the last piece in the puzzle that will turn the tide for DC to start taking film goers away from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No, no, really. I wouldn't say he's a piece of a puzzle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not the last piece. It's still a puzzle right now, so he might be the first piece. It's it's just the way movies are. I mean, a genre could just be good in one company over the other. Like comics, in this case, Disney did well. They finally kind of planned it out well. It's more you know better planning. Whereas Warner Brothers, bring a new director. Let's bring a new director. Let's bring a new director. Till one hits. And one did hit. And it turns out it had to be one woman. Mm. And... <laughs> And then you put one woman, the rest of the guys who go who are pretty much gone. So it's mm. yeah, so it's kind of failure, but 
But at least make lemonade. Keep that woman director and let her kind of branch it out. See what happens. Mm-hmm. But Gunn, uh, to be honest, he's just a successful director. And they just want to see if he can do well in this company. Even though there's there's still that controversy. Well, he's still dealing with the aftermath of that controversy. I mean, with the, the tweet? Yes, like the, the previous tweets before he got super huge. Well, forget and forget. So. Yeah, well, there are those who are willing to throw that in the trash and say, uh-uh, I won't. But also, too, Dave Batista, he literally is willing to to walk out walk out of his contract with DC for the third uh, Guardians of the Galaxy if they're ever going to do the third one and wants to work with a gun to do Suicide Squad. Yeah, it shows that Gun is not that bad of a guy, right? Right. I mean, he loves him. I mean, a guy's willing to jeopardize his career just to go be with him. I mean, this is like a la Natron Means and Kevin Gilbright. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is Daniel inside reference, but... Yeah. Yeah, and he failed horribly, but... Either or, it shows that Gun is actually a a decent guy. A person who's not really a moniker. I mean, he's, he's on the verge of being... A good actor. I mean, he's, he doesn't eclipse the Rock yet, as per, like per se in wrestling mm-hmm. acting, but you know, acting popularity. Right. But he's starting out, and he's getting, you know, he's getting his momentum going. And now he says, "I don't care what people says. He's a good guy. I want to work with him still. Right. If he's gone, I'm gone too." Right. So, if a friend goes out and bat for you, are you really that bad of a guy? Mm. Not family. Right. Yeah. And stranger just says, "I." I don't care ruin my life. I like this guy. And this could be a turning point for not only Gunn's career, but also for DC. He, he might, you know, if he does this sequel and blah, 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 he might, you know, capitulate himself even more. Like, you know, I, I was doing, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I can do much, so much more with DC. You know, like, you know, do yeah. something that makes it even better. But he's not restricted this time, right? So it's a Suicide no. Squad. No, here's the thing. He's... The, the the new Suicide Squad when the one he's going to be writing and stuff like that it's going to he's going to have a different take on it he may not bring back the same characters that survived mm-hmm. the first one yeah well, he may not even, he may not even bring back Will Smith's Deadshot he might bring in Deathstroke he might bring in Bronze Tiger he might bring in Catman he might bring in um, Killer Frost Killer Frost yeah yeah. And that's where that where I was talking about earlier the the, the potential you know because you know you know in the first Suicide Squad movie that, that is not the de facto they always they're always changing yeah, right rotating yeah. rotating changing yeah. so mm-hmm. there's a good chance that we can see you know Killer Frost and you know Deathstroke and you know see what his take on it yeah. and see where it goes from there it's not going to be the same people there's definitely going to be new fresh you know characters mm-hmm. characters so but. Well, yeah, but it's Suicide Squad, and it's really known for using obscure characters that nobody ever heard of. Right, exactly. And making them more famous and more talented. Uh, yeah, uh, um, yeah, a good example, when they rebooted the series in the late 80s. Captain Boomerang. No, not just Captain Boomerang. I don't um, know about him through that. So. Catman. Oh, yeah, okay. Catman. No one had no idea who Catman was, and then when they saw him, they are like, Oh, he's just one of Batman's B or C list rogues. Oh, like. Uh, but then in Suicide Squad, they gave him depth. They gave him character, charisma. He actually felt for the guy. Mm-hmm. And then you know, 
like other members from the Suicide Squad that joined in. Batman was part of it. Bronze Tiger was it. Yeah. Robin. Yeah. Um, there was at a time where they were going to have um, Superman join. Okay. But they never went through. I uh, think created differences. But um, that's the beauty of the Suicide Squad. Obscure you, characters. Yeah. You, not just obscure characters. Anybody that Amanda Waller wants to mm-hmm. be on that team, she can get. And that's the whole universe. That's yeah. the whole known DC universe. That's a villain, at least, right? She, I, I she, know she she crossed some lines and stole some heroes and put them in there. Yeah. Not, but, not it's, necessarily it's stole. Yeah. Well, well anti heroes. Right, right, yeah. Because, in, like, with the exception of Bronze Tiger, everybody else is pretty much, you know, kind of villainy besides Deadshot. Right. So. In yeah. that case, well, yeah, so you never know. Yeah, but if Gun actually puts in Calendar Man, my God! <laughs> but hold on, Calendar. which version of Calendar? The Man? worst one ever. The one that nobody ever ever liked. <laughs> and if he makes him popular, that'd be great, right? Or the, yeah. wa- <laughs> or, or the Wallflower, or even this Bestos girl. Yeah. 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 What? What? <laughs> the Wallflower. The Wallflower. <laughs> Yeah. Turn into a menace, and then we're, we're seeing something huge. Or the Condiment yeah. King. Yeah, but Copperhead was so amazing in that last cartoon one. I, like, that wow. would be very curious, uh, Condiment King. Condiment King. Yeah, yes. uh, you know, he, he fights with literally ketchup brothers, mustard, and, you know. Condiments. Condiments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to see how you can kill somebody with a packet of ketchup. Yeah, but Calumet, I could you know, give him paper cuts. <laughs> You're never gonna look at French fries and ketchup ever again the same. Shoot, Napkin Man will finish him off right now. <laughs> well, Heinz <laughs> <laughs> ketchup. I'm Napkin Man. It doesn't work. <laughs> Wipe. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the thing. They're they haven't had a release date for the next Suicide Squad film because um, here's the upcoming ones that have already been listed. First is gonna be Aquaman. Then it's going to be... Uh, Wonder Woman, right? No, Wonder Woman's coming out after the Joker. Really? Yes. Why? <laughs> well, um... I mean, why, like, in in theory, because the advertisement for Wonder Woman 1984... Right. ...was way, way before even the teaser, teaser trailer of the Joker. Well, yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's going like this. Aquaman, Shazam, the Joker, okay. Wonder Woman, and then the Birds of Prey. It seems like they're just knowing that hey, Wonder Woman's gonna be good, and we can save him the best for last as a trump card, just in case those you know first three suck. No, to be honest, that's what it seems like it. No, they're pulling. No. They're probably pulling those Shaw brothers. They got everything hidden. And they're not saying nothing. Yeah, yeah. But what? It, okay, with that order, it, it it I mean, as a viewer or as you know, if you know, it's like why would okay, we we like one woman one. I mean, one woman one. Wonder mm-hmm. Man. I was like, <laughs> one woman one, and. Part two is gonna it's gonna be, be a given that we're gonna go watch it, mm-hmm. and you put those stuff in between it, and you're like, okay, maybe it's not gonna be that good because one one is is our safety, that safety point. Safety net. Was well, that point because there's one more after that, right? Yeah, birds of prey. Yeah, so after that, people are like, okay, the woman, you know, empowerment, and then you got birds of prey. Mm-hmm. So in that case, okay, women, birds of prey, it's a good setup. Right, but here's the thing. All these movies are going to come out within a 14-month span. That's really short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, okay, Aquaman's coming out in December. Shazam's coming out in the spring. Uh-huh. The Joker's coming out in October okay. of next year. Shazam's coming out in the spring of next year. 
Wonder Woman's coming out in November of next year. Yeah. And then Birds of Prey are coming out in the spring of 2020. Your take? I have a take on it, but... So what are they trying to accomplish? They're trying. Are they trying to avoid what the the Wachowskis did with the Matrix? No. What well, the first one was groundbreaking, and then I'm talking about well in terms of release points. Okay, you know, how they did it. You know, oh, yeah. in a it's few months parts. span, there, boom and boom. But there's the same, you know, main actor that progresses to the second. And point. you got some people going. Well, why don't they just make it a Ben Hur and make it into a big old film? It seems like they're just copying what Disney are doing already. I mean, with the Marvel releases. Marvel, at least six months apart from each other. I don't, I don't, I don't, Unfortunately, for the you know, remind you, it was a failure. They both stank in the tanked in the uh, hmm? uh, the the Matrix. Uh, what was it? I know the Matrix loaded and hmm? you know the, that came out. In the, I'm sorry, you know they, they, they both came out in you know in the span of uh, you know maybe two months. Yeah, November fifth uh, was the first release. I just <laughs> well, well. The point is, you know, that that is, you know, is that going to be a good enough strategy for one of us, or, or try, are they trying to avoid that, or are they trying to kind of emulate it? But instead of you know the difference in two months, they're gonna, you know, well, it's, evenly it's, kind of evenly space out the releases. Yeah, but it's five movies, right? Yeah, in fourteen months. So that can you do the math? What five divided by well fourteen divided by five? Oh, yeah, approximate. So. Ah, uh, let's see, five, ten... Uh, two and a quarter months? Yeah, no, 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 wait, number 12, 13, 14, that's four, four-fifths. So every four-fifths of a month of movies? Two and four-fifths of a month. Okay, two and four-fifths. Oh, except the Joker and the Wonder Woman, they're a month apart. Oh, wow. Well... So their main concern is competition, they don't want inside yeah. competition, or, or is that the point for something bigger? Well, here's yeah. the thing. Um, originally, Wonder Woman was uh, Wonder Woman Two was supposed to come out in the spring of next of next year, but they never had a release date. And then when when um, Marvel took the first shot with Captain Marvel's release date, mm-hmm. then they're like, "Oh no no no, we got to push it." Yeah, it's like I said, it was a safety point. They had to push it, make it a safety point. Yeah, yeah. To me, this is what I'm thinking. With all five movies coming out within a 14-month span, Aquaman looks really good. Shazam looks really good. The Joker, that one is up in the air because we we haven't seen anything except that one trailer. What happens if it flops? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. If it does flop, if that's the one that's going to flop, Wonder Woman's gonna pick up the yeah. That's what I meant. It's a yeah, safety. Yeah, pick it up. It's and who knows? If um, Birds of Prey could could be a surprise hit too. If they if they do the Gale if they do Gail Simone's Birds of Prey, which was a really good run, mm-hmm. she did a phenomenal job on that series. If they did it exactly based it off of her run on the series, that could be a great hit too. Yeah, well, it seems like they're just stretching it out where they could just position themselves not to lose so much money. Right. Just in case the first three, you know, kind of flops. One woman will also pick it up because it's obviously a hit. The Joker is a possible option plan, you know, like regardless of it, it succeeds or fails, it could be you. The, the, well, ge- the, the revenue generated yeah. could be used for something, you know, maybe a possible sequel or something bigger in the future in the works. Cash grab, pretty much. Yeah, but it's 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 gonna be successful because it's an origin story. Like we just talked about Venom a moment ago, 
It's right. an origin. It's gonna be the only Joker movie I, I could watch. I mean, I can't compare it to other Joker movies. There wasn't it's, any. Yeah, like I said, and that's what the reason I watch Venom is though I can't compare it to any other Venom movies out there, like Transformer too. Too, you know. But it seems like what Warner Brothers is doing is just trying to do a full, you know, frontal assault on what Marvel and, D- and Disney is doing, and right. trying to catch up in fourteen months. And it's it's either going to you know succeed as a you know the German tank battalion Panzer the Blitzkrieg tactic mm-hmm. going through, or it could be like a candle that it flickers violently before it ends. So I mean that's my take on it. All right. What do we? What's your final take on it? Well, the Joker statistically is going to be an outlier. You know, it's it, what's going to happen with or without the Joker is not going to really affect in a bad way with the other movies that DC is planning on doing. Yeah. Because regardless of the outlier, you know, the Joker movie, I think that the revenue that's going to be coming out with all of these movies combined, um, they're probably, I think they're they're going to set up a platform so that it's going to be like, okay, Marvel's got the, the Secret Wars or the Infinity Wars or whatever. <laughs> well, we're going to take them on with the Crisis of Infinite Arts. Yeah. yeah. What? I don't think DC yeah. has the money or the resources to pull that off. Oh, right no, now. no. Well, you got you to gotta, you gotta step away from that. They're going to have the money. And it's not- the problem is, um, since they're making their own universe... Are they going to keep those people in that same universe, or they're going to have to? No. See, here's the thing with with the crisis in Infinite Earths. They have to introduce that concept. They have to introduce the other Supermans, the other Batman, the other Wonder Woman, the other heroes from the other Earths. And they have to bring they have to bring that in. They have to bring the acknowledgement that oh, this is Earth Prime. There's another Earth out there that's similar to us. And then there's another one, another one. How can you build that within 14 months? Well, Marvel did it with Easter eggs, you know, you know, in their movie, in their movie, cinematic movie universes. But that's all they did. Easter eggs, giving you an implication of what's yet, what's to come. Yeah, but it's not really 14 months. It's just the 14 months of these span of movies. Yeah. It could be five years. Or three years, like, like pre number three. <laughs> so, what people, if they're really going to be that in depth, do they up to now? Have they seen any Easter eggs that would contribute to that? Yes. What for? Crisis of Infinite Arts. None. Well, no, not necessarily. None. Not at all. Well, not until Aquaman. Just gotta sit and watch it and see. No, I mean it's, it seems like they're parallel. I mean they're, they're inklinging it. They, well, they parallel the competition, the gem war, right? Mm. Or the infinite wars, when you call it. I call yeah, it gems. Infinite, infinite gauntlet. gauntlet. Yeah, but and what's the next? Okay, what's the, the other top storyline in DC? You just mentioned it, the Infinite Crisis. No, the crisis a lot of people, you know, a lot of people already recognize that storyline. They probably gonna tweak it, change it. It's not like they're gonna end up doing like a Batman time travel. I don't think that's plausible because nobody's gonna be interested. Mm. So the Infinite Crisis Earth, if they're marrying and if you if you study kind of like the war, I mean with, with technology, you try you know if one side has one, mm-hmm. the other will try to replicate it. Right. So they they got the Infinite War. Why not have Infinite Crisis? In fact, it is Infinite Crisis with, with those two words, infinites together. Mm. 
Well, I'm just as a business person, I would look at it, you know, parallel your competition. Right. I withhold judgment because I'll probably be doing a lecture if I if I ramble on. So I'm not, I'm going to withhold my judgment. <laughs> <Yeah>. Based <laughs> on infinity alone, how do you know do you have infinity? Within a f- no, no, finite I, space. I'm not talking about mathematically. I'm no, talking about, I am talking about mathematically. Yes, but I'm not. I know, and that's why I'm withholding my yes, judgment. So withhold it. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. It's <laughs> so wordplay. All right. Infinite battles because the word infinite is involved. We play with words bigger than that. That's why I'm withholding yes. judgments. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, then. Okay, we're going to take a short little break, and then we'll be right back.